Welcome back to In Total Alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, almost eight years ago, after a 20-year career as a top 100 Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. On my way to rising to the top of my network marketing company, I completely changed my mindset, spirituality, health, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and conversations that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, hello. Happy week before Christmas. If you're listening to this as it is airing, we are just a couple days away. Can't believe it. And this is actually my last episode of 2022. What an awesome year. I actually just found out that this podcast is in the top 3% of all podcasts, which is so cool. I don't usually get too into metrics and stuff. Sometimes that makes me go a little wonky, but that was a really cool stat that my assistant shared with me just last week. So that's exciting. And that's because of you guys. You have made this podcast. I love showing up every single week with some information and it's because you're always sharing with me what's resonated with you or how it's helped you the incredible guests that we have oh my gosh they just blow my mind and actually you might be second getting sick of my voice I know it's just been me for the last three weeks but Behind the scenes, I have been interviewing the most incredible guests that are coming to you hot in January. I can't wait to share these episodes, some on uh, hormones, health, just just a bunch of stuff that's going to be so great. I know you guys are going to love it. So anyways, let's get to our last part three of our holiday survival tips. Now, this is one that, of course, is near and dear to my heart. And I want to just start with saying I believe that this episode is for everybody. It's not just for people that have lost someone. Here's the facts about grief. If you have yet to experience a really close loss that has actually really changed your life, changed your lifestyle, changed your everyday, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you because that's amazing. I remember those years. I remember those days that I hadn't yet lost someone super close to me, right? Like I'd lost grandma, um, and, and people, but nothing that was going to alter me to the core. So if that's not you, oh my gosh, amazing, but it will be, right? We're all going to experience that. And loss comes in so many different shapes and forms. Grief, I think something that I didn't understand, grief comes in different ways. It comes in a job loss. It comes in divorce or breakup. You could have a friendship that dissolves. It's not just death. 
So this episode is really some survival tips if you're grieving, survival tips if you're going to be around someone who is grieving, and survival tips if it's grieving but not in the traditional sense that we think of grieving. And I hope they'll help. They're the things that I have put into place to help me through this season. This is an extra difficult season for me because my dad did die on Christmas Day. Um, so yeah, like Christmas just in itself is different, obviously, because we're missing a human. Um, but the memory of that last Christmas, you know, I could go into the story, but I'm not going to, I mean, it was traumatic and I never understood the word trauma before either. I always, when I heard trauma, I was like, oh my gosh, I've had no trauma. I've had a great life. Like everybody's talking about trauma. I haven't had anything good enough for trauma. <laughs> I used to think that not too long ago, actually. But trauma means something that's altered you inside, a memory. Trauma can be anything. If it was traumatic to you, it is trauma. And for that, six years ago, that's what it was for my family. It was just a very traumatic event, how everything happened. Even though I knew my dad was dying, he had cancer for six years, stage four lung cancer. It wasn't a question of him dying, but how it all went down was not expected. It was very unexpected. My goodbye was nothing like I thought it would be. I don't think he had any idea that he was going at that moment. So there was a lot of trauma around it. So those memories, they come back at this time of year. So I have had to put a lot of pieces in place for me to kind of get through this month. My daughter's always on my mind. I don't want her memories of Christmas to suck because her mom is sitting in a corner crying. (laughs) And I mean, she does see the emotion of the season for sure. She remembers grandpa dying on Christmas day. She remembers all that. She is old enough to remember it. But I also want to make this holiday season alive for her and exciting for her. She deserves that. So these are some tips that I've put into place that have really helped me. So tip number one is fairly obvious, like be extra gentle with yourself. Honestly, honor your capacity, minimize your expectations and obligations. So that kind of goes back to last week's episode. You have to know your self boundaries at this time. So something interesting for me is this last month of the year in my business is actually probably one of the busiest of our whole entire year. And it is a time in the company where there's a lot of, and I'm using air quotes, hustle happening, hustling to the last end of the year goals, trying to make the big wins happen. And after my dad died, I spent a couple years still hustling my way through December. But then I realized that that was just not a good choice for me. So I really had to make a decision that that sort of atmosphere, that sort of mindset was not going to be something that I was able to participate in. So I had to make um, different decisions all year because I know that in December, I'm not going to be doing that last end of the year push. 
No, that is not what is happening here at all. My December is gentle. It is an open schedule. It is just doing the stuff I need to do to keep my business going. But I am so gentle on myself. I am not adding in extra things. I am not, you know, there's just nothing more because I know my capacity. So you need to really understand that. So for the person grieving, for me, it's like getting really aware of what I can handle. Am asking myself questions like, am I just like trying to mask how I'm feeling right now? Am I trying to outwork or outplay or out party, out drink, out whatever the emotions that actually need to come through? For the person that is supporting someone who's grieving, understand that they may need you or they may not, and they may change their mind. You may have a coffee date with them and they cancel last minute. You may have not reached out to them and they reach out to you because they need you. Just understand that it's all so very cloudy. It's all so very foggy, especially in the first few years of grief. So if you're supporting someone, I challenge you or I I hope that you can understand that. I do think that there was people in my life those first few years that I was absent. I was not myself. I was not in tune like I usually was. And they got offended. And we're not friends anymore because they kind of got mad at me. They they didn't understand grief and I didn't understand it enough to be able to explain it to them. And I was also hiding, right? I was hiding behind work. I was hiding behind hustle. I was hiding behind, I don't want to think about this. I was hiding behind still having the huge Christmas Eve parties and like all the things over the season. But the truth is, like, I shouldn't have done that. And no one knew around me that it wasn't wasn't right and I should have been honoring myself so be gentle with yourself honor your capacity what can you really handle right now and minimize your expectations so that first year I went all like I had to have everything exactly the same as it always was the big Christmas Eve party the this the that I don't do any of that stuff anymore you know that first year is so foggy but after that I realized oh my goodness that was crazy. I just need to honor how I am feeling during this month. And that is okay. We are allowed. So my next tip is how can you focus on their presence versus focusing on the fact that they're not there? And that's tough because it's usually a big void. I know in my family, my dad not being around is a huge void. He really was the glue. You know, you hear that all the time. The the pillar of our family, the head of our... But this, he really was. He was the funny one. He was the one that started the conversations. You wanted to be around him. He was just that kind of like electric personality. So everything is seriously quiet. I'm going to say it. It's boring. Like it's kind of boring without him. And that has taken me a lot to adjust to. You know, I'm not wanting to have a big Christmas Eve party because I don't want a lot of people around. But on the flip side of that, it's like, okay, so it's Terry Delaney and I and my mom. And sometimes that makes it feel even worse, right? It makes it even more like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But we try to honor the presence. 
we try to think about things that he would have loved at Christmas time, have some dishes that he would have loved, um, talk about him, think about things he would have said. You know, we're often saying to Delaney, oh my gosh, if your grandpa was here, he would love that. He would have loved to see that. So focusing on what their presence is instead of the loss. The other thing is start, this is three, start some new traditions, right? I think in the first little bit, I was trying to repeat everything and it made it even more like aware that he wasn't there because everything was the same, but this person was missing. So start some new traditions. And I don't mean you have to do anything major, but something Terry said to me this year, because I was kind of like, oh, like Christmas Eve is just going to suck. The last few years, my cousin has come over and with her family, which has been amazing, um, but they can't this year. And that's totally okay too. Um, they're doing their thing and we're going to see them a couple days later. But I was like, oh gosh, this is, this is just going to suck. And Terry looked at me and he said, it's only going to suck. Like if you think it's going to suck, we could actually get in our car, Michelle, and go visit people. Or we could go, we could do something different. Like it doesn't have to be the same. And he's so right. Sometimes we get so stuck in, oh, we have to do things the same. We forget. Wait a second. Why don't we jump in the car and go just knock on people's doors just to say hi, not to bug them, just to say Merry Christmas. Like if we're feeling like, okay, we need to get out of here. This is too much. Create some new traditions. Get outside. Go for a walk. Go look at the Christmas trees. Go to a friend's house. And you know, the I mentioned that my cousin came for a couple Christmas Eves. And that's actually because I said to her, it's so boring. If you guys are here they have a cottage in Grand Bend. If you guys are here, could you come over? I had to be open enough for her to maybe say, no, that doesn't work for us. But I had to be open enough to say, I would love it if you could come or I would love it if you would invite us. (laughs) In fact, this year, my aunt invited us for Christmas on Boxing Day. And I was so relieved because I was actually going to ask her, would you mind if four extra bodies came just so we had something to look forward to over the Christmas holidays. So if you are grieving and you're ready for people, because what happens, guys, is people shy away, right? People do shy away. So if you're listening to this and you're supporting people that are grieving, please don't shy away. Be prepared that the person might say, no, I'm not ready, but also just opening that up for them to know that there is someone out there. If even at the last minute they have someone to call or someone to pop over to, don't shy away from grieving people. We are still the same people. I know it's uncomfortable. I understand how uncomfortable it is to be around people that are sad. I get that. I so get that. It sucks. But if you're really, really, truly wanting to be there for people, be there for them. Know that they may not need you right now, but they will. And that's something that I have started to do. 
I have started to just be really open. Like, I actually really need you to invite us because we need something to do over Christmas because Christmas sucks. I've just said that to the people that I'm closest to and they have like opened everything with open arms. They understand. So start some start some new traditions. It's great. It's it's actually feels exciting again. Now, um this is a, my next, it's not really a tip. It's just an observation. Understand. So if you are grieving right now, and this is a loss, understand that year two, four, eight, and 12 are most likely going to be worse than year one. <laughs> At least in my experience. Year one, I was in the biggest fog of my life. It was like, honestly, I was walking through a cloud all the time. It's like I really couldn't see straight. That's how it felt. And so Christmas that year was awesome. I had a big party, like I mentioned, did all the same things. Like I was rocking grief. Like I looked good. Like I was rocking it. I didn't talk about it. I was good. I was good. I was good. Second year, third year. In fact, I, I hate to say this, but it has got worse every year as it's passed. This year, it was my dad's birthday a couple of days ago. I literally cried like a toddler for pretty much the entire day. Oh my gosh, like I didn't even know what had overcome my body. Like I did not understand what was happening, but everything just flooded out of me for hours. It was insane. And so I just want you to understand that and be okay with it. Like I actually didn't care. That day I decided I'm just gonna like chill. I'm gonna share it on social media because I am actually really wanting people to understand grief. I want everyone to understand this, that it doesn't have to be uncomfortable because it is just this normal process of life that is going to happen to us all. So know that and be okay with it. Something that I read the other day, and I think this is a really great tip, schedule in a little bit of me time over this next week close to the days, the special days that is just for you. So if you do need to cry, you will. So that for me, that is my morning routine, right? Many mornings are spent tears rolling down my face because of my dad. Many mornings still to this day. That's and that's that space for me. No one else sees me if I don't want them to. Delaney isn't affected. Nobody else is affected, but it is so important and so healthy. So over the holidays, don't schedule yourself so tight that you don't have time. That if that, you need to do that. You need to get rid of it, express your emotion, and you don't want to do it in front of people. And I understand that. Who wants to do that in front of people? Nobody. I hate being around people that are crying because then I'm crying and then I'm trying to solve their problems instead of listening. Like it becomes like a whole situation. I understand how uncomfortable it is. So if you're that person grieving, make sure you've got a place, carve out time in your day to cry and let it out and journal about it and journal about how you're feeling and be aware of how you're feeling. Um, next one. There's this, this is really for people that are supporting others. And this is something that I've had to work on really, really hard because I would say 
naturally I'm an empathetic person. So we throw that I'm an empath around all the time. It's like this popular thing on social media. I'm an empath. I'm highly sensitive. Well, I am. I definitely am. But I've had to learn how to not dig into empathy, but dig into compassion. Brené Brown talks about this a lot, that there's empathy versus compassion. Empathy is when someone, and this is why grief can be so uncomfortable for people because we are empathetic and we're taking it on, right? We're, we're sitting with someone and they're expressing how sad they are and all the things and we're like literally taking it on. This is such a great analogy. It's like going to the doctor with a broken leg. You don't want your doctor going out and breaking his leg so he can feel the same as you. No, you want your doctor to be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Here's what we need to do. That's that's an example of empathetic versus being compassionate, right? So when you're sitting with someone that is grieving, and this is what we need. We don't need you to be crying too. I mean, that sometimes happens, but we don't need you to be solving our problems or telling us how much you know, how we're feeling. We don't need you to take it on and you don't need to take it on. That's often why people don't want to be around people that are grieving because they don't want to take it on. They're just like, oh my God, is this contagious? (laughs) But you can be compassionate and just listen. Oh my gosh. Sometimes all we need is someone to listen, to just be there to be in that space with us. I know I was not good at this at the beginning. Like my mom would come over and I was just so uncomfortable. I just did not want to talk about the fact that my dad wasn't here with her because I was like, it made me so uncomfortable to have to think about her without her husband and I would take it all on. And that's why I didn't, it it made me feel uncomfortable. So I would try and like brush her off and it's horrible to, to think about now, but that is what I did for sure. And people were doing that to me. And now I understand I could have just sat and been compassionate. I didn't have to have the answer. I didn't have to have the solution. I didn't have to pretend I knew what she felt like because I don't, right? We don't. We just don't. You'll never know what it's like to be me without my dad. You'll never know. Even if you knew him well, you will never know what it's like to be me without my dad. My mom doesn't know, my husband, my brother. Nobody knows what it feels like to be me without him. So I'm not expecting you to understand that. But that's the difference between empathy versus compassion. So if you're supporting someone, we're not asking you to take this on. It's just to be compassionate and listen and ask some fun questions. My favorite, honestly, is when someone says to me, tell me about your dad. Oh my gosh, he looks like he was like so much fun and he was so cool. Then I get to express some fun memories and some fun times. I love it when people ask me that or when someone says, you are just so much like your dad. Oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, please. So say that more, say that more. That's my favorite compliment. It's not that we don't want to talk about them, right? We want to, but in a compassionate way versus, oh, I know it must be horrible. You don't have to take it on like that. So I hope that makes you feel better if you're supporting someone. No one's expecting you to take it on in an empathetic way. Choose compassion. 
which is just listening and maybe asking some fun questions. Move. Grief is stored in our bodies. That is where it's stored. So here are some really great, and these are things I talk about all the time, but really great things you can do to let the grief out. Breath work is really good if you're feeling like you need to be grounded. So if you're feeling very anxious and really uptight with grief, try some breath work. There's so many resources on YouTube. Just throw a YouTube on and do some breath work. Walking is great for anxiety. So I know for me, especially in the beginning, I really did not know how I was going to do life without my dad. I really didn't like that was an honest to goodness question like and I would get very very anxious about it and walking just that activity of walking helps you walk that anxiety off and these are tips for like anything it doesn't just have to be grief but they're really really great ways to move to get that grief moving around. Yoga is amazing for when you're just feeling sad. You just want to let the sadness out, let the tears flow. The yoga will help you move through it faster. Hit. If you're friggin' pissed off and angry, which P.S. is totally allowed. I mean, it's, it's normal to feel really, really ticked that this person is gone and ticked at the way that it happened. Please be angry and doing some HIIT workout is the best way to get that anger moving around and out of you. Dancing is helps you get unstuck. If you're just feeling like you are so funky, like you are just absolutely, this is day five and you have been in a funk, go throw a dance workout on. Go do some Zumba or, you know, in if you have body, go do Let's Get Off with Shanti. Like move around, dance around, go through, just throw on your favorite music. I do that a lot. People think that I don't dance. I don't like to dance in public necessarily, but I actually dance a lot by myself in my morning routine. Because if I am feeling stuck, that is the best way to unstick me. So Really take that movement and those tips on movement and use those at any time of the year. Um, let me see. I have a big list here. Community. I mean, having people around that you know you can talk to. There's going to be a lot of people in your life that they don't want to talk about it. They don't. And they've made that pretty clear. They've maybe, maybe the last time you talked to them was at the funeral and you haven't seen them again and it's surprising and it's disappointing, but that's their journey. You know, I have lots of people in my life like that and they, it blows my mind. Actually, we were very close and I actually haven't talked to them since. And it's so disappointing, but at the end of the day, you just have to realize that This is how people handle situations like this. It's so uncomfortable for them that they don't know what to say. And then time moves past and now it's really uncomfortable, right? Like it's just almost, you can't bring it back. You can't bring that relationship back. So know that that's probably going to happen. If you don't want it to happen, you should reach out to them. And that's something I didn't do. I sat kind of in resentment. Like, why aren't why aren't these people doing things for me? Like I should be, they should be doing, right? I sat in this resentment, which was a mistake. 
I should have just reached out to them and been like, it's okay. You know, I know this is so uncomfortable. It totally sucks, but I miss you. And I would still like to spend time with you or whatever, right? But find community. Find those people in your life that aren't afraid, that aren't afraid to be compassionate with you and keep that those lines of communication open so you have people to talk to. There's tons of grief support groups out there, tons of them. I mean, all you have to do is look on Instagram under the hashtag grief. You will find so many cool pages that you can follow. I'll actually share some in the, sh- in the show notes, some of my favorites. And I often go there, go to those pages because it's like a community. It's, it's, I can look in the comments and see, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not a weirdo over here crying all day on my dad's birthday, for goodness sakes, six years later. Like I'm not weird. So find that community, find people that, that will understand what you're going through is so important any time of the year, but especially this time of the year, it's, it's harder. We have built up the holidays to be this magical time that everything is supposed to happen perfectly. And when you've lost someone, that perfection, that image of the holidays is completely changed. And it really is hard to navigate. Uh, sometimes you feel like I would just like to sleep through these two days and let's just get back to business here, right? You would like to do that, but you can't. So learn and find people that understand. And my last tip, and of course, I'm the health and wellness person, so I'm going to say it and I'm sure you expected it. (laughs) Watch what you're putting in your body. It is astounding, and we're going to talk a lot about this in 2023, the effects that the food that you're eating and the drinks that you're drinking has on your nervous system. And your nervous system is your brain, and those hormones, dopamine, serotonin, oh my gosh, how do you say it? You know what I mean. Those hormones are being affected big time by what you are putting in your body. Now, I will be totally honest, the first couple of years after my dad died, I lived off of nuts and bolts and red wine, but it did not help the situation, not in the least. And I know that now, I'm not shaming or judging if that's what you're doing, we all got to do what we got to do, but know that there is scientific evidence that by what you are putting in your body can either make you more depressed, more overwhelmed, and more anxious, or can do the opposite. And right now, when you have a bucket of stress, right, you've got this inevitable stress in your stress bucket. It's called grief. You cannot get rid of it. It's there. But you also have things in this bucket that you can control. Some of that is movement, like we just talked about. And the other part is the foods and the drinks that you're drinking. I am not kidding. I can't even be more passionate about this as I've learned more and more about this over the last year. There are stressors in your bucket that you can take out that will help the inevitable stress be easier to manage. And one of those biggest, one of the biggest things is your food and your drinks. And I am not saying don't enjoy a Christmas cookie, don't enjoy a bowl of nuts and bolts, don't enjoy a glass of red wine, but know yourself well enough 
that are you overdoing it? Are you trying to mask your emotions with food and drink? Because it's not going to work. It's not going to help. It is for certain going to make it worse. There is reactions going on in your brain that are going to signal to these hormones to either work for you or work against you. If you're struggling with grief, overwhelm, anxiety, depression, the food choices, the drink choices will make a massive difference on how you feel. So really loading up on whole foods, vegetables, eat the rainbow, lots of protein so you feel satiated, water, hydration, berries, fruits. Like honestly, you guys, it's okay to have the treats, but load up on this other stuff that is going to fuel your hormones and fuel your nervous system versus taking away from it. And that's my last tip. And I know it's an eye roller. I get it. I totally get it. It's an eye roller. But the truth is when you are armed with this information, you kind of can't unsee it, right? It's that thing that you kind of didn't want to know, you didn't want to see, but now you do. And now every time you go to take the fifth cookie because you're in a sort of whirlwind of emotion, hopefully my voice pops into your brain like, "Ah, it's not going to be worth it because it's not going to make it better. Like it's going to be like, one, two seconds of glory on my tongue and then it's literally done and it's actually going to make it worse. I think that's the piece that we haven't understood for many, many years is that it's actually going to make it worse, right? So you're already in the depths of somewhat despair if you're really in your grief time. So why would you make it worse, right? Make it better. Help yourself help your hormones, help that brain and nervous system handle this inevitable stress in a bigger and deeper way. Okay, you guys, I hope that was helpful. Um, Oh, one last tip. I have to say this one because we did do this for the first couple, couple years. Honor your loved ones somehow, if you're ready for it. Actually, the first year we bought balloons and my dad actually passed away at midnight. I think it was like 12.01 It was actually Christmas Eve, but it was Christmas Day because he had passed over the midnight. So we let balloons off at that time. And we did that for a few years. I haven't felt the need to do it again, but for the first few years, it actually brought me a ton of comfort. It was like this, just this, I don't know, this thing that we did as a family. And it it really helped me. You know, sometimes people have a wreath or a candle prepare one of their favorite dishes, you know, honor them somehow. Sometimes that does give some comfort. So that was my last tip. I hope you guys enjoyed these three different episodes on how to really survive the holidays, but really it's just survival tips for all the time. If you aren't grieving someone, can you pass this on to someone that might be? And I hope you've listened and and learned and learned how to support people that are grieving in any way, shape, or form in a better, deeper, more compassionate way. I hope that was helpful. Share it to your stories. 2023 for me, I think I'll probably be doing a a few more pivots in my business. Grief is just something I am so passionate about. I just feel like it's so important and there's such a health and wellness component to it 
that you're going to see some new stuff from me and maybe a partner um, coming in 2023, which I'm really excited about. So share this episode with someone, share it on your stories and get it out there so we can all make this uncomfortable time and this uncomfortable emotion more comfortable. You guys, I am so grateful to every single one of you. Thank you so much for your support over 2022. It really meant the world to me. This podcast was something I just started kind of for fun, and now it's turning out to be something that's a really big part of my business, and that's because of you. That's because you tune in and you listen and you share and you give it ratings on the iTunes app. All of that stuff honestly helps me so much. So I appreciate you. I hope you have the best holiday season, the happiest new year, and we will see you in 2023.